Welcome back to the Team Early and Fit podcast. I am your host, Bill Kepke. It's been a hot minute, but I am excited to get this rolling with the 2023 season. Uh, For those of you just joining, I'm a certified athletic trainer. I'm a strength and conditioning, fitness, sports performance coach, whatever you want to trainer, whatever label you want to put on that part of it. been doing it for over a decade now, and um, yeah, got a sports medicine background from the University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point, so there's a big, big chunk of um, definitely orthopedic diving into human movement more so than you're going to see in your your regular personal trainers or anything like that, so there's a big component of the sports medicine piece into how I go about programming and prescribing exercise and also big fan of the outdoors so if you're just following along just found the platform you're going to see a lot of outdoor content gardening foraging hunting uh, outdoor recreation a lot of long walks outside um, as well as your fitness and health content a lot of which is going to be I'll be honest outside the norm as well but that's those are the things I love, and that's that's really why I'm here recording, sharing all this stuff. Is um, I love health and fitness, but I don't love a lot of what the industry standard is. So here we are trying to move the needle. Uh, first guest of 2023 is my friend Steve Johnson. Steve and I have some pretty cool things going on. Steve is a counselor here in the Stevens Point area. I'll let him tell his story, uh, his background in the podcast. But Steve's an awesome human being, and I'm excited to do some cool creative work with him. So with all that, if you want to follow along, support the podcast, check us out, Team Early and Fit on Instagram. Otherwise, Team Early AF on Patreon. Subscribe to the show. Support the show. We appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you. So here we go. Episode 1 of 2023. Let's go. Oh, yeah. 30 seconds in is a better fix than 30 Yeah, minutes. right? I thought so. <laughs> well, barring any more technical difficulties, here we are. Team Early and Fit podcast. There's always, always something, always something with technology. Uh, Bill Kepke, your host, first episode of the 2023 podcast lineup. We've got a lot of big changes going on in the mm-hmm. fitness coaching space. Uh, what I've got going on in the background or what I'm doing for work, helping people, and I'm joined here today by Steve Johnson. Steve, thanks for the invite, Bill. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pumped. Where, uh, can you fill in everybody? What you where you're from? What you do? Uh, I'm a licensed professional counselor in town. I uh, own and direct Advocate Psychotherapy Services. Have done that since 2012, and we have seven other counselors who work on site, providing counseling for uh, children, teens, couples, families all over in the business park by uh, uh, AIG building and um, uh, BioLife Plasma right in that area. Boom. There it is. And uh, Steve was working, is working out, was working out at uh, D1 Training. Mm-hmm. And the that was coming to an end. And uh, I was figuring out what I was wanted to do, what I was interested in doing. And uh, we had a bunch of fine folks who wanted to continue working out so Steve came up with this crazy unheard of idea in the fitness space uh we we were all at the waters pub and pier that's right highly recommend it but not too many people (laughs) go I don't want too many people to go there um the beauty of it beauty of it is where it's at um Steve what was the idea what were you what do we got going on what are we four months into now well I I think that as we felt the the news, the impact of D1 shutting down and all those people we enjoy hanging out with and, and doing it. And I'm, you know, I work out there a couple of days a week, but I know there's a bunch of much more motivated people <laughs> and uh, dedicated to being there six days a week. Mm-hmm. And I think as a uh, helper and just having established a business already in the community and wanting to do something to help all those people around that table, uh, it was an opportunity to be thinking that week of what what can I bring? How can we work around some of these logistical and uh, perhaps 
legal impressions we had at the time of how to do something and use that beautiful space that they have and stick together as a group and uh, maybe bring something brand new to Mm -hmm. workouts, something that feels every day and normal to me, but Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) as we talked, realized wasn't really present Mm -hmm. in a formal way anyways uh, in the community or elsewhere. So uh, maybe I was surprised as the rest of you when I said, here's an idea I had that maybe I think can work if if they like it, and what if we make it kind of under a mental health umbrella and do mental health since they're so intricately linked mental health and physical health like what if we just use that as leverage to get it rolling and uh, obviously the initial consensus was pretty positive and it put it on a roll for the next month trying to pull together lots of details and (laughs) seeing if Bill's going to stick around or able to do something would it fit into your vision for what you Mm -hmm. wanted to do and you know I'm, I'm thankful for very thankful for how it all worked out very quickly, yeah. I think. Yeah, you put to get, you got things in motion, and uh, it very much felt right for me mm. and what I was interested in doing going forward. Um, so what's, for those of you listening, and if you're not quite sure what we're talking about, so um, to keep, just to speak specifically as to the group Steve is talking about, I coach morning fitness training classes, mm-hmm. and we have a very dedicated crew there, and I have dedicated folks that work out the rest of the day too. Mm-hmm. But um, just like the name of the, the podcast, Team Early and Fit, like the the early morning mm-hmm. group training, starting the day like that, it's it's resonated with me for a long time. I uh, was going to school full time, working full time, coaching clients, working mm-hmm. with people early mornings. Like I've been doing this that for a very long time. And it's always, it's, I really enjoy working with those people. And like Steve said, we have a great group. So Steve is, has brought his clinical experiences, his counseling into the fitness space in a very unique way where we're actually, so we've got all the fitnessing things we do, the barbells, the strength training, aerobic training, but now we're, we've, we've created something where Steve's coming in once a week talking about, and we'll definitely dive into these, the topics, what we've been doing once a week and then also gives out written format. We do social media format for that mm. topic. And the, the weekly topics usually are a cornerstone or um, a foundational block of yep. this larger monthly topic. And for me as the as the fitness person, I love it and I eat this stuff up. A, I have a, the, the psychology minor because I've always been fascinated in that stuff and it plays such a big role in orthopedic therapy, fitness, mm-hmm. performance, but that, but that just gets said a lot, right? We all, we all mm-hmm. talk about like working out helps your mental health. Yeah. But how, why, mm-hmm. how can we work on that a little bit more? And that's to my knowledge, not being done anywhere other than like crazy extreme books or talking heads where they're like, you got to bleed, you got to, mm-hmm. you got to like, you know, die or be in a horribly <laughs> uncomfortable for it, it for it to count as like grit mental mm-hmm. toughness yeah. right like i feel like that's where a lot of fitness is hmm. when they talk about mental health or like training it's all centered around like how you far gotta, can you push yourself yeah embrace the suck whereas hmm. steve's like steve's bringing this entirely different approach like hey i work with a lot of real people hmm. <laughs> with real life right. scenarios hey let's talk about it for a week and through that, the, the talking, through the written word, you're also delivering actionable mm. um, exercises, whatever you want to, if you want to like tie it more into fitness, exercises mm-hmm. that people can do throughout the month. Um, you want to elaborate a little bit more on all that? Yeah, I, I'm excited to see how it will develop. Uh, just going, getting to this week and doing some writing, seeing it's week 17, mm-hmm. uh, is it's accumulating there. It's getting yep. going. And I think we're finding our groove, or maybe I'm finding my groove in how to present some of that stuff and uh, moving it just from one day where it's really focused on that to now trying to have it be every weekday where mm-hmm. there's something that can come out, knowing that uh, you know mental health doesn't take a vacation day or a, <laughs> a weekend, right? So, um, and maybe it's that community thing you mentioned before that everybody's going through something like who needs to prove themselves with physical feats of endurance when probably they're doing it mentally or emotionally every day. Mm -hmm. So if we can come alongside and help them be physically healthy so that their brain is as healthy as possible and they can respond to the challenges that life has. It's Mm -hmm. a great um, testing field. Certainly every 
recommendation we try and make or suggestion or topic that's chosen is right from uh, the experiences of uh, what's happening in Stevens Point and Plover and, and around. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Um, kind of circling back to the the idea of fitness and mental health. Um, how did you, for people listening, how, how, how have you gone about kind of picking the topics, breaking them down like you have every month? Yeah, I think it probably just started choosing with the ones that show up the most in my office. Mm. You know, there's probably a, just like in your training, there's an issue that typically people want to start with, right? Or a situation they find themselves in or a particular goal that they have. So uh, taking time just to think through what are the most popular topics that people might be addressing in the counseling office and how can we do that outside of it? Uh, I've done a lot of public speaking through, uh, you know, a 20 plus year career. And I always like bringing material to people that's very relevant and tied to what they want to know. And so this is just a wonderful weekly extension of that versus a seasonal or monthly opportunity I've had before to then say, what is going on? What's happening in the lives of people around? So uh, I think we started with... um, uh, I should have reviewed the archives a little bit. I think we started <laughs> with stress yep. and just said, let's start there yep. and have a monthly theme of stress. But each week dive in a little bit more about what are the unique aspects of it that people want to know. Yeah. Uh, we're covering work, uh, wrapping up work this month or this week of February. And rather than just say, here's how to do better at work, we've tried to go and talk through maybe some cornerstones of what will make work better, Mm -hmm. how to deal with the people or the stress or the demands or uh, the transitions that come if someone has to be let go for some reason or chooses to leave a job. Try and make it as practical as possible because it will hopefully save people from having to be in situations that cause them duress and they feel alone or isolated. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the the thing that motivates me each day to kind of get up is how can we diminish people's pain? Mm. <laughs> how can we help them be stronger? Yes. And that probably is similar to what is a motivator for you. Oh, Just for sure. Different part of the for body. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I've No, I couldn't agree more. Helping people and sharing, you know, sharing what we've learned, sharing experiences, um, helping people in the community. Um, I think that's a, so because you're you basketball was your your main sport. You're a coach. Mm-hmm. You you train. You know you were mentioning to people you train a few days a week. Mm-hmm. You own your own business. You're you're in counseling. Um, for me, as as the coach who works more in the fitness performance space, I see a lot of folks who um, like fitness, performance, sport becomes their identity. Mm. They, I'm, I'm sure we'll cover this in a future topic or a future month maybe, like that becomes the identity and then stress or injury mm-hmm. happens and it's taken from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that mental health piece, right? Like, that I, like I was saying earlier, I don't think it gets touched on enough. And I think we're giving people skills, the mental skills, the mental exercises for when those moments mm-hmm. come in the future. Like yeah. You're talking about work transitions, these skills, these talking points we're covering better preparing people mm-hmm. for these realities um, for yourself like what was uh, if you don't mind diving in what was that transition like for you going from athlete to working professional in counseling was there ever a tough change up uh, I think fortunately it, it came much earlier in the academic career than at the end yeah uh, the story I like to share in my office is that I was supposed to be an aeronautical engineer working <laughs> for NASA right I grew up watching the space shuttle go and uh, I'm a space camp kid actually went to space camp in sixth grade down in Huntsville Alabama I mean that was my vision but uh, let's just say that calculus two in freshman year of college was a real uh, 90 degree or 180 degree turn and said you need to find a new major this is not going to work for you (laughs) so uh, you know uh, defaulted to uh, a, a big influence in my life growing up was my youth pastor at church. And so I thought, that's cool, hang out with kids and have fun, but I better add another major. So I double majored in youth ministry and psychology. And through that experience, again, completely different. I like to say psychology is still a science. It's not an aeronautical engineer, but we'll still call it mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
progressed to that spot and through those years at, at Bethel College in St. Paul, just realizing at the end of that time, how do you help these kids when they're growing up in chaos? Mm-hmm. How do you have 50 or 100 or 200 kids come to your church on a Wednesday and and they're like, well, what do you do for them when they're going through things? And obviously this is 25 years ago, and mm-hmm. we like to think it's gotten a little bit harder now to be a kid. <laughs> uh, so, But at that point, it seemed uh, real, I think, a direction from God just leading me toward uh, go get some more training, learn how to help these people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what led me to grad school. So really that vision has been there since uh, probably 1995 or 2000 for sure when I graduated with my master's degree. And um, never wanted to end up in Wisconsin, uh, and here I am, and enjoying it, and raising my family, and probably wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing here anywhere else. Yeah, and that is uh, a real satisfying factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, no, like as an adult, nothing that really turned or affected my mm-hmm. life, but that happened earlier, and yeah. fortunately, I had the supports and things to do, and and I I don't think I'd change a thing. Really love what I'm doing now. I love it. Yeah, and you're you're dang good at it. Um, you mentioned at the facility talking about, um, was it three or four clinics before you decided to open your own? <laughs> right, right, yeah. You mind sharing that story? Uh, well, it just, it's just, once you get your degree and you come up, you have to be able to get your hours in practice. Mm-hmm. So that's working a certain amount of time. It's working with clients for a period of time and realizing that uh, you go wherever there's a job. And so ended up moving to Wisconsin Rapids from... Uh, graduate school in Deerfield, Illinois. Had to figure out where is Wisconsin Rapids and and did some time there. Worked for a clinic. The clinic split. So there's number one. I go to a new clinic right away six months in and realizing that I have a vision for what I want to do and how I want to help and and maybe there's just an opportunity to try at another clinic that's more closely aligned. And then recognizing later that there is a uh, uh, a realization that Maybe I want to do my own thing for sure. Yeah. So that uh, the vision I have and how I want to help people and where I want to work is the best possible thing. So all those experiences all led to uh, teaching me how to connect with a broad variety of clients and uh, different. I've worked in Wausau, Marshfield, Rapids, and Point. So it gives a nice little cross section of all those different <laughs> communities. Uh, but since uh, 2003, really have been in the Stevens Point area and full time, probably. Um, only focusing on Stevens Point Plover since 2015 or 16. So yeah, it's a long road, but it's it's right where I need to be right now. Yeah, I love it. Nick, def- uh, you know, you touched on it briefly earlier. That really connects what you're what you're delivering here with advocate wellness uh, services mm-hmm. and what we're doing at the facility because um, you, you're working with that this community, mm-hmm. the people directly in this community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like these commonalities you're seeing amongst a lot of us, you're like, well, what mm-hmm. can I, what can I share with people? What can mm-hmm. I, um, give people to help? So that's. Yeah. Well, I, in some ways you just have to facilitate the information. There's mm-hmm. so much wisdom in a group of people who've yeah. been through different aspects of life or, uh, are willing to share and invest in each other. And, uh, if there can just be a few tips and tools and direction, then, uh, that's the best. I mean, a, a good group of people you can do life with is better than a counselor. <laughs> and so helping people get connected with others in a vibrant, active, transparent, connected support network is really the goal. So no one has to do life alone. It's it's a fierce testing ground out there. And so um, it's just a matter of time before somebody faces something that, you know, puts them in a, a challenging spot. Oh, for sure. Um <laughs> it's just speaking from uh, personal experience for the last, you said week 17? Yeah. Right? Like uh, this entire time I just, a lot of, this is the first month where I didn't feel like you were specifically crafting every <laughs> week for like what was going on. I was like, well, I mean, if Steve was really doing this just for me, he would have done this one as week one. <laughs> when when I was told, you know, like, hey, we're we're uh, mm-hmm. we're not going to continue what we're doing. You know, Bill, you gotta. We love mm-hmm. we loved having you. Mm-hmm. Um, we love what you do, but we're just we're going a different direction. And me being like, oh, well, this gives me a lot of a lot of things to think about, right? So, you know, Steve, forgive you that you didn't put this month. <laughs> <laughs> week number one yeah, yeah, right yeah. Away. <laughs> but uh from 
just for me, like when you dove in the stress and I was at first, I was like, yes, Steve, I'm aware of stress. <laughs> like I know it exists. Yeah. And then you started breaking it down every week. I was like, oh yeah, huh? Yeah, this is good. And then just getting, you know, it's, it's a, like you said, it's a talking point, bringing like facilitating mm-hmm. people coming together. And I've seen it with, with the folks I've seen it with other people later in the day who are watching the videos, seeing the, mm-hmm. seeing the content we're putting out for people. Um, yeah, it's, it's been very helpful mm-hmm. for the yeah. last four months of mm-hmm. starting my own, my <laughs> own business, my own practice, seeing where that grows. Um, you know, collaborating with you for what we're doing with the, the five and 6 a.m. folks, like, yeah, um, it's been super helpful and yeah. just getting people talking about things that, um, I don't know, I, we've just never been given permission to talk about maybe in the fitness space. Mm-hmm. Like everyone talks about mental health yeah. and fitness, but like I said, wait, you know, earlier is like, and what, or why, yeah. or what exactly. And you're, you're giving people mm-hmm. actionable, um, information and content every week so it's been it's been very cool to watch from a personal sure perspective um well that's good i mean thanks for the uh kind feedback and words that i think there's a real desire to be accountable to what people are looking for mm-hmm. uh and and trying to make it as real as possible uh there is a variety in every profession of what counts as helpful what counts as good and what might just be out there for for show or not as as uh, you know resilient when it's put through uh, some evaluation. So to have these topics and try and get people to read about it and communicate about it, whether directly or through the social media apps or mm-hmm. um, just have feedback. Um, I love where it's headed, and I think it's just going to keep getting better and better. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, what do you? I guess what do you? most excited for about the future? Like, I, I think it's uh, making sure that there is a consistent effort. It still feels very rookie status. Uh, <laughs> and maybe you relate to that too. Oh, um, I hear you. Uh, so like I'm real comfortable in the counseling office because I've been there for a long time. I know exactly uh, what to do and, and, and what to expect, but this is a stretch as mm-hmm. much as it was hey, let's try this new idea. It's a new idea for me too. So how do you deliver this stuff in a way that is uh, received well and appreciated and, and timely? Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, that's just a, a accountability to do that for the sake of what people are looking for and really what they need. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I don't have the next, uh, uh, you know, 30-some weeks yeah. and, and beyond uh, scripted already. Mm-hmm. I think to some degree what season we're in or what month we're in, um, you know, all of those things uh, come to mind that will maybe feedback from others and what we've encountered, um, you know, the time of year. We started January with talking about support networks, right, just to be in a spot where you can start the year well, everyone's mm-hmm. setting new goals and how things go forward. Um, uh, so the the month of the year might influence that as well as, as uh, we go forward. So uh, that's a creative part. Yeah, and that's good, uh, but I think there's a lot more to come. Definitely, I, I want to. So for people listening who are, you know, you're hearing this and you're like, "Oh, that that sounds super exciting." Um, so for we'll kind of we'll kind of dive into more of specifically what we're doing. So Steve just mentioned on month of the year, the season, the seasonal aspect of it could mm-hmm. be influencing a lot. So f- from my, from my point of view, my perspective, the fitness side of things that plays a huge part into kind of how I go about programming workout, what, what exercises we're doing, those kind of things like winter, we're doing a lot, a lot more barbell, a lot more strength training, uh, it's typically colder. We're not able to go outside as much. So we spend a lot more time barbells inside, strength work, getting stronger, some sprints, um, like Monday, like what is today? Tuesday, no, Monday, it is Monday. Monday, Today is Monday. (laughs) So barbell strength work, uh, typically some form of shorter cardio, some kind of sprint, some explosive work, some core. Uh, We do have a beautiful facility, so we've got indoor turf. We're able to do a lot of, and we like to keep it, I, I like to keep it open. I don't like having a lot of equipment or things that people have to move around in the, in the middle so we can, we can even in the winter, we've got room to, mm-hmm. 
to play to sprint to uh, today we were throwing mad balls at each other. (laughs) 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 Um, But those kind of those kind of things play play a part in it. And then Tuesday, a little bit more strength work, a little higher intensity, um, perhaps upper body focused. Mm -hmm. Wednesday is our AWS day. So that's when we're delivering the mental health talk. Uh, that's usually the first 10 to 15 minutes. Yep. Maybe a little bit over that if we're, we're really chatty that day mm-hmm. and everyone's sharing stories and talking. And then we do a uh, group warm up, get into a workout. Workouts usually a little higher intensity. Uh, I'm a big fan of my Wednesday fitness game. So there's some kind of uh, weird game going on that I've stolen or created. And then Thursdays, full body workout and then Fridays are a little bit of a, a medley of things depending on what season we're in if we're in a competitive exercise season or um, if it's the summer and we're running Heartburn Hill mm-hmm. might be outside doing some sleds um, but yeah it's it's very much dictated by what our what our folks are like in the summer we're going to be doing a little bit more running during the week because a lot of people are signed up for 5k's 10k's mm-hmm. and we've I try to build that running programming right into the workout because like Steve said, it's it's more fun, it's more enjoyable. I think we get more out of it when we're doing it with, with people. Other people. Yeah. Correct. Um so that's kind of a, a quick, quick and dirty of the fitness side of things. Handing it back over to Steve. January was support networks. Mm. Um and I'm still a big I'm just gonna if anyone follows Advocate Wellness Services on Instagram and you see the did you know little uh, graphic, there is hot chocolate in the middle of that <laughs> because my man Steve does not drink coffee. That's right. So we have hot cocoa with Steve. That's where that comes from because <laughs> Steve delivers some of the like best dad jokes mixed with did you know facts as kind of like a little icebreaker yeah, for every just get topic. Yeah. That's yep. right. I like it. So where did where did that come, where did that format come from? Like the, because I enjoy those. I enjoy the did you know facts because, mm-hmm. um, just for what I do, like a lot of times that stuff makes good icebreakers. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, besides the ed, the legitimate education piece, mm-hmm. like last week talking about how many people actually use their 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 degree, mm. their formal education degree in their jobs. Yep. You know, those are just. There's a factual basis to it, but then there's an idea of it's an interesting fact that helps people engage in conversation. Um, but it does set the stage for what we're talking about. So even in support networks or any Wednesday to have a, uh, a website, always try and tie it to a place where people can go learn more uh, so they can look at it, whether it's humor-based. Uh, you know, Sometimes people make mistakes and they think, no one's made a mistake like this before. And so you can tie them to a place like, no, actually, here's all the other mistakes people have made. <laughs> it makes them feel normal, and uh, they can identify with people in other ways. But I think the educational piece, the icebreaker, let's get rolling, um, and it sets the stage for the next part, which is always some questions, just to start a dialogue, or really maybe it's just planting a seed about what they will be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are working out. They might be starting their day thinking about whatever happened last night or what's coming today. So if we can be uh, helping them be proactive about a particular topic or have a thought of the day to be able to go with and then finishing that 15 minutes in the morning with some recommendations, uh, that's the goal. Get your Mm -hmm. attention, get you thinking about some things to process it, and here are some things, one, two, three, or four, uh, to focus on throughout the day. Uh, And I think that's a good, good strategy. I think so too. Uh, so January, just for folks at home, we had, so like Steve was talking about month, <laughs> the month topic, support networks. We ta- we covered strengthening friendships in a support network, mm. uh, myths of counseling, mm. and where was the last one? What am I missing? I have my notes. There's one, there should be one more, right? It's January. Mm-hmm. Which one am I missing, Steve? Uh, four cornerstones to a support network. There you go. Four yeah. cornerstones to a support network. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So we've got support networks, cornerstones, mm-hmm. strengthening friendships in a support network. Yeah. And myths of counseling. Myths, myths of counseling. That's yeah. Right. That's right. 
That was a, that was a heavy week. <laughs> I feel like that was it was important but heavy. Mm-hmm. It got me it got me rolling with my uh, getting a um, ADHD counselor, getting that back up and running, mm-hmm. which will be good for me. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and that's not the goal to greet people with heavy stuff first thing in the morning. <laughs> uh, you know, you bring a lot of energy and excitement and and uh, some good laughter going on at the gym in those couple hours in the morning. But uh, I think it's just by nature. Uh, sometimes, as I read through the topics we covered or the the recommendations why to do better with counseling, you know, people have these myths like it's not bad enough yet to go to a counselor, mm-hmm. and which means they go six months later than they should have. Mm-hmm. So that means they suffered six months longer than they should have. Yeah. I mean, how many times in your training have you found people that are just in that spot? Like, I thought I never could do this again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're glad they came and they realize, oh, I've lost some time. So mental health is somewhat the same way. Um, one of the obvious aspects of counseling is it costs money to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a reality. But, uh, you know, trying to indicate to people there's employee assistance programs they can do or they would you know, spend money on a bunch of other things, or if they just <laughs> tighten the belt a little bit and maybe not spend money on this, that they mm-hmm. could get some help even just once a month that would go a long way. Uh, and then also talk next about uh, this myth that uh, only really sick people or unhealthy people go to counseling. Yeah. And I'll say I'm real biased that everyone could just use a good counselor in their ear, whether that's oh, for a, sure. a mentor, a good friend, a professional counselor, uh, pastor, um, you know, someone from the hometown mm-hmm. kind of thing that counseling has so many different mm. uh, uh, backdrops to it. And uh, proactive is the goal. Yeah. Like, don't wait till things get bad. <laughs> and then just finishing up on the big one of uh, all people go to counseling, end up on medication, which sometimes is the barrier that, again, only crazy people go to counseling. And mm-hmm. once you go, they put you on a medication and that's supposed to fix everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, if I can help people just get over that bridge and realize it's not an automatic, mm. not everybody comes to counseling needs to be on medication. Counselors don't prescribe medication. So it's a dialogue that we have to consult with a medical practitioner to do. So, yep. um, but that's, yeah, it's an example of a really heavy week, maybe the heaviest we've had in those 17, uh-huh. but I'm not sure I'd, I'd have avoided it no. because it was so crucial to uh, that start the year right like why suffer? January's already the, what the perhaps the darkest. Maybe it's the coldest month. There's less yeah. sunlight. There's yep. so many fierce challenges. So, as we've talked, like doing this hard life in isolation, uh, just doubles down on the pain. Mm-hmm. And pain is the enemy. Yep. And regret is the enemy in the counseling office. So wanting people to not be in pain, not have regrets, and not be alone. Yeah. Yeah. I and that ties in. And I love, I love hearing that because like in the fitness space, it's the people who are like, well, I got to get in shape first mm. or mm-hmm. I'm too old. Right. Yeah. Like they, they, yeah. we create these scenarios or these like myths around it. Like, well, I got to get in shape before I can go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> or I need to get in shape before I uh-huh. get a personal trainer or, you know, I'm, I'm too old. Like, uh, my, I have, a my 9am crew, you know, mostly all retired folks, mm-hmm. And they just this week they were talking before I started here, I thought it was just downhill, like mm. not wow. able to do the things I enjoy doing. Like I just yeah. had one of the ladies come back. She was skiing out in Utah for a week. Wow. Right. Like she's like, I didn't even really skied. Got some life back. Yeah. I haven't skied at all this year, you know, much, but she's been training. She's been working really hard and she was able to go out there where yeah. it's pretty intense. Like right. we don't have anything that can right. compare to that. Yeah. And she had a great time. She said she went out every day and she was skiing yeah. and, you know, felt yeah. awesome. And this is. And maybe that's the point where you see physical health and mental health all come right together in that mm-hmm. moment where someone realizes their physical health just set the stage for a new insight about themselves. Yeah. And that, oh, look what I can do. And the whole worldview has shifted at that mm-hmm. point and their future is rewritten mm-hmm. in a great way. And likewise, uh, the opposite of that is true with mental health. For someone to think there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. There's no way that I'm acceptable or there's no way I can overcome this grief or anything like that. And then to give them uh, some information or some hope and connect them with some people who could be like, yeah, I've been through it. Let me help you out. And then they get that community and they, in, the, in our context at Advocate Wellness, right, come work out. Mm-hmm. And you develop this community right away. Um, that's 
And that's why this, I think, is working so well. <laughs> Definitely. I couldn't agree more. And uh, I was thinking about when you, were ta- when you were talking about, you know, it's better. Life is better. I think your life is better lived with others or mm-hmm. I forget exactly how you phrased it, but um, something in like outdoor, outdoor sports. So like really extreme hiking or, or paddling or I've got a I've got a friend that does like three to five hundred mile canoe trips. Wow. Like that's a lot of time spending a canoe with one other person. Uh-huh. But we get into the, and he's talked about it and I've heard like when when I've gone on pretty intense backpacker hiking trips, like we get stuck in our minds mm-hmm. where like we don't we forget to talk to the other person. Mm-hmm. We like create scenarios yeah. or these like just beliefs and we start suffering inside, mm. right? Suffering in silence and we don't yeah. we don't talk to the other person. Yeah. When really all you would have to do is start talking to that person mm-hmm. and between the two of you, you would probably bond over like how uncomfortable your butt is in the <laughs> canoe for 400 miles and then you, you could right. start laughing about it, right? Right. But if we don't do that, yeah. if we don't, if we're not mindful of it, if we're not, you know, listening to someone like yourself who can kind of facilitate yeah. and guide us through it, you just sit there and suffer, you know, like you were talking about for January, like we got it. We have to cover this because we don't want, we don't want each other just suffering yeah, for the year, right? <laughs> let alone just right. January. Well, and try and hit some of the, uh, the words. I, I think I've said to the group, I fear that they're going to get tired of hearing the word transparency and humility and, um, taking risks. Mm-hmm. Um, because so much when we get stressed or we go through pain, it tells us to get silent, mm. get withdraw, you know, withdraw from things we're doing and um, um, disconnect from healthy people or healthy activities and suffer in silence. So for many, many different mental health problems, it is about transparency. Let somebody know, raise a flag that I'm not doing well. And then having the humility to accept that help or mm-hmm. have people meet you where you're at kind of what you just said about physical exercise like hey just come in let's let's assess let's see what your range of motion is let's Mm -hmm. see what your strength is because don't worry we've got two and a half pound weights we'll start there and (laughs) work our way up and Uh mental health is the same way like well where are you at and how can we help you take another step towards something so Mm. uh, man i think that's why it's it's going well because we're speaking some of the same language just focusing on different aspects of really this comprehensive view of who people are. You can't separate mental health and physical health. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Uh, and then for everyone, so we're going to, we'll touch a little bit on February and then we'll we'll wrap up. I think we've done a pretty good job of jumping into what we've got going on. So February, Steve, we had work and life balance mm-hmm. to start us off. What's, we got work and life balance, leadership styles, work transitions, and then what's this last week going to be? Passion. Having passion passion at work. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, Speaking, you know, that first uh, time we were talking about um, just work in general, since I think one of those interesting facts we've covered is that the average workday is eight and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, But many people are used to doing 10 or 12, or maybe they don't have a balance. And um, I think there's a a pretty good case that a max amount of p- hours people can work somewhere around 60. Mm-hmm. They don't function very well after that. <laughs> they might have to, and those are situations that occur, but yep. uh, I'm not sure the effectiveness is there. Or the sustainability is there. So when we addressed work-life balance, I think the goal is to have enough, uh, a strong enough work, like uh, life after work that helps people know when to stop working. And mm. many times that's relationships. That's uh you know, I've got four kids at home. It's a pretty good motivator to be home and focus on something else because there's something I have to do for them or mm-hmm. go home or participate with or help them with. Um, but if people can have a strong family relationship or a, a strong primary relationship to turn to, volunteer activities, those are things that force people to stop working. Yeah. If you don't have some of those aspects afterwards, people, I think, shrug their shoulders and go, might as well. <laughs> Might as well keep going. Might as well open that laptop again. Yeah. But I think it creates this accumulation effect of stress where there's no break from what they're doing. Uh, So kind of like living in darkness all the time, there's no natural break to know when should I wake up, when should I go. It all starts to blur together. And then again, it's not sustainable to do that and feel healthy eventually. So 
work-life balance was simply encouraging people to strengthen the time after work, whether you get off at 3.30, 4.30, 5.30, or 6.30, what are you going home to? Mm-hmm. What are you going to do next? And how can you uh, go work out? I mean, all the people at, uh, you know, Rise are working out at 5 or 6 a.m., but for yep. many people, it's like 5 or 6 p.m. is yep. their yep. desire to work out. Um, but uh, having something that anchors the day mm-hmm. uh, was a good, a good focus for uh, maintaining that balance. Definitely. Yeah, for uh, well, I'll I'll get a picture message from Marissa at home, and it's usually of Django the sp- spaniel waiting for me, waiting because <laughs> he knows when I get home. Sure, it's usually like Marissa and I quick exchange, and then we throw the boots on and we get the dogs out for a walk. Mm-hmm. But he knows, like he you know he doesn't have a watch, he doesn't have a phone telling him what time it is. But like one one fifteen, I usually get a picture from her, and he's like he knows he wakes up. Because he sleeps literally all day. And he wakes up and he's like, let's get ready to rock and roll. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of that reset a lot of the times, just mm-hmm. getting home and going for a walk. Yeah. After a day of, you know, talking, coaching, yelling, mm-hmm. reminding Gary how many reps we have over. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Gary. Um, sure. It's just that's like that walk, that walk after work is yeah. Uh, um, yeah. my big, that's like my big reset. Right, um, right. And I, I, I'm a big fan of walking. I tell, I tell a lot of people they should go for walks. I don't know when you want to fit it in. It could be a five-minute walk in the middle of a work day, like where you can just get out. But um, for me, there's yeah. just something about a walk. It's been there for a long right. time, and I love doing it. I think that's the advantage of the group uh, discussions we try and have, whether that's uh, online or face-to-face. Just what do you do to relieve stress? What do you, mm-hmm. We've had those opportunities to ask questions. What do people uh, turn to when they just need a mental break or a physical break or whatever else it might be. So mm-hmm. yeah, walking, walking the dog. I mean, what dog's going to argue with, uh, <laughs> you know, with you seeing you grab a leash. And, uh-huh, uh, right. Uh, it's right on. Exactly. I think the next, one of the other weeks we did, uh, uh, this month, earlier this month was about leadership and, uh, my presentation of just what are the different versions of leadership? Everyone's had a terrible leader they've had to serve <laughs> under. Uh, so in, in the desire to be consistent or set the bar high, talking through different aspects of uh, leadership, whether it's servant leadership, uh, the idea of uh, being humble and setting an example for others, uh, then addressed empowering leadership. Uh, can you give credit to those around you? Can you make them feel crucial and essential to the task at hand? Uh, authoritative leadership, this kind of, um, you know, with courage and conviction just go ahead and stand in there uh, it's a kind of leader that sometimes people will follow even when they're not quite sure mm-hmm. like is this new venture going to work mm-hmm. you know i really appreciate uh, tying it into aws it's like people had to commit to that and go forward with that and i think uh, we had some timely discussions in the fall <laughs> of just getting to know each other a bit and what we're doing and mm-hmm. and uh had been at the gym long enough with everybody else that it's like i th- look i'm willing to invest in this and let's see how it goes but that kind of opportunity only comes when people are treated well yeah. or you're consistent and congruent with who you are in all places. Um, and then finally speaking to everybody about compassionate leadership because uh, way too often in the counseling office, I'll hear a story of someone had a death in the family and they're said, well, all right, we'll give you two days Ugh. and you come home. And how does someone do that? Yeah. How do they handle that situation as compared to other places that might be able to say, from a really compassionate leader, like, look, we'll cover you, take yep. your time, uh, we'll check in with you in a week, what can we do for you, mm-hmm. right? It just makes a big difference. Yeah, Everyone would sink, heart sink when they hear two days. What? A, <laughs> you know, I can't get anywhere for the practical sides yeah. of a funeral in two yeah. days and come back, yep. yet alone emotionally or relationally deal with all the effects of what's going on. Yeah. So I think that's why speaking about leadership at work just made a sense that whether people are in official leadership or mm-hmm. supervi- supervisory positions mm-hmm. or just they want to be a leader or to leader to the people they care about. Mm. Um, that was a really great week to talk about those different styles. Yeah, you definitely, and I think you did a great job of, like you just said, tying it in like we all are leaders. Mm-hmm. Like we have, we have friends, family, loved ones, people that um, we're taking care of or we care about. Um, and bringing a lot of these thoughts into those relationships mm-hmm. is very important. I know for myself, like a lot of it is it's always circling back to my loved ones because 
Um, there's there are days where where it blurs where you know helping people all day coaching mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then going home it's it's hard to shut down hard to shut yeah. off um, when you a lot of what I do especially with movement um, quote unquote fixing people right mm-hmm. like watching them move yeah. giving them feedback as to why something sure. could be bothering them and then how can we go about moving the needle towards you know fixing you or allowing mm-hmm. allowing your body to heal well when I take that approach and then I'll forget to shut it off mm-hmm. or can't shut it off. Mm-hmm. And then I go home mm-hmm. or I'm hanging out with uh, friends, family, loved ones. Yeah. That same approach doesn't always, people don't always want to be, <laughs> they're not, they're not talking to you about getting fixed. That's right. Right. That's right. But me, brain, you know, a little tired or it's after work or whatever. Yeah. I just, that's where I go. Yeah. And then after the fact, I'm like, Oh, you idiot. Like yeah. that's, yeah. They just needed someone to li- yeah. th- to listen to them or or to you know the, affirm this is like why yeah. Last week you said it was such a good topic because we talked about transitions right after work. Not, yeah. not losing a job or yeah. leaving them, but just a little literally the day yep. of how do you go home? <laughs> can you have forty minutes of a cushion to uh-huh. mentally or physically shift into a new role or new task? Yeah, to not let work. Uh, spill in or how you treat others. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I suppose if someone's been a foreman all day long barking at everybody and they come home and there's, you know, four elementary school kids around, they're not going to respond really well <laughs> to uh, a foreman barking orders everywhere, yep. uh, nor a spouse. So those are all Because you've you've shared your transitionary story multiple, like I can remember. Well, A, I, I hear, you know, you're talking to the different groups, but um, the drive home. When mm-hmm. you used to have to commute, yeah, that was huge for you. So, it was. can you you want do you mind diving yeah, into that's why fine. a no, little I, bit more for people? Uh, as I said, there was uh, uh, been focusing on Stevens Point since you know maybe 2016 around there, but for the better part of my career, the majority of my career, I was in Marshfield, mm. and so I either lived in Rapids or Point, and would make that 50 minute drive, and so you know it's usually. I think what the routine was on Monday nights, leave my office in Marshfield in the South End, drive down to, uh, I think, the Holiday Station, get a hot chocolate. There you mm-hmm. go. And then hot hop chocolate in the car. Steve. <laughs> uh, hop in the car, turn on some serious radio and hear what's happening in the sports world or, uh, you know, talk radio, something like that. And by the time I got home, everything is, you know, 30 miles behind me type thing. A huge huge wonderful advantage mm-hmm. now i'm like three and a half miles from my, from my house <laughs> uh, so are you quicker now <laughs> I, at transitioning I, or what's well, your think, how uh, do you transition i think fortunately it's i'm a little better at it now or uh there's a bit more margin and cushion to be able to handle that uh, but also my kids are in a really good stage of life right now where mm. i'm eager to get home and they have enough good stuff going on that i want to uh participate we're mm-hmm. in the middle of basketball season wrapping up so i've you know, go home and be like, I have to spend four and a half hours in a gym. Yeah. And sitting, listening to the squeaky shoes on the court and the baskets <laughs> being hit by balls and whistles of officials. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's home in, in some ways after playing basketball for so long and officiating and coaching. That's a wonderful uh, transition right from work. Yeah. I don't think about the counseling day or other stuff as soon as you get in the gym because it's all about what's going on yeah. and what can I follow. So, that's a special time of year to do that, but otherwise, you know, there's uh, there's a new puppy at home that's going to love to be walked mm-hmm. as soon as I can get home and drop it off and drop off the backpack and pick up the leash. Yeah. So that's the version in in my life, and everyone has to have their own. Love it. Uh, let's, well, you want to wrap up February for people real quick? Yeah, I'll we'll give a little tip on uh, a little preview of. Um, uh, what we're talking about on Wednesday. We just put some stuff out about uh, passion and kind of having passion at work uh, from the idea of sustainability. Work is really challenging. There is difficulty uh, kind of maintaining endurance when it's a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the new things we're trying to do is send out this uh, kind of newsletter, the email newsletter, or kind of notifying them of the new blog post on Monday mornings, right? Because Monday mornings at work can be a mix of all sorts of different (laughs) things. Um, So passion really is tested on a Monday morning if Mm -hmm. somebody else has not done their job. So uh, examples, just trying to write about how do you encourage others? Uh, Can you set the example? Because even if you're in a discouraging environment and your passion is under duress or it's lacking, 
If you can find a way to point out some positive characteristics of others, who knows, it can be reciprocated back and uh, might be a little challenging to get rolling first or cut through all the intensity. Mm-hmm. But uh, most people aren't upset by a kind word <laughs> that is said to them, and they'll generally respond pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then I'm going to speak a little bit more on Wednesday about being unique. Like, how can you be unique in a good way? Not demonstrative, loses his top quickly, uh, give him room when he looks like that kind of thing. But how about unique of being just steadfast or kind under pressure, Mm. uh, putting others first no matter what happens, those kind of things. Um, One I think that was important to talk about, it's not easy, is to take the high road. You know, people will often in the counseling office talk of the challenges and the gut punch they had at work. Maybe somebody got a promotion after them or somebody at their expense had something happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are some real painful experiences. And how people respond to those experiences will dictate do they get through it quickly or does it take them a long time. And so suggesting that if people choose the high road and don't treat others as they feel in the moment to Mm -hmm. lash out, to be angry, it probably will go better. And then like when you mentioned earlier about identity, is just what's your reason for doing a job you have? Yeah. Uh, you know, as we've talked here, the similar vision of we want people to be healthy. Mm-hmm. We want people to not live in pain. Uh, that's a pretty motivating thing to get going. It's, yeah. it's easy to maintain that passion. Um, and so I'm blessed by that. Mm-hmm. But some other people in the job where they are, they probably have to identify what that passion is and how can I influence someone or what else can I do? So... Yeah, a little glimpse of what uh, will be talked about later this week. I'm excited for Wednesday morning. <laughs> That's a, I love that kind of stuff. I'm talking, I'm reading, uh, i got to find it, Lynchpin by Seth Godin. Um, and it's literally uh, kind of about that, like, how do you create, being creative in mm creating your own Mm -hmm. uniqueness or like what you're passionate about or what you want to um, kind of bring forth in the world. So yeah, it's been, that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. I'm excited. Well, Steve, uh, really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I think we got through the the whole list of notes and gave people a better idea of what it is we're doing. Right. Because it, it is, it's unique. It's not being done <laughs> anywhere else in the fitness space. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's, uh, it's a very beneficial yeah. combination that we've brought forth to people. Yeah, I think the overall uh, reception to it has been good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, how can we, we, we've got some constraints around us in terms of space or time, but how can we continue to maximize that and, and really deliver the material whether it's the workouts or the mental workouts, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, how to be ready to go. And that's, you know, it's exciting to think about. So I'm, I'm glad it's working. I'm glad you said yes back in, uh, was it October? Ah, it's crazy, <laughs> 17 weeks ago. It's been fun. 17 it's been awesome. Ago, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Steve, and uh, thank you to everyone listening. Yeah, thank you. Come check us out. <laughs>